Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including Little Witch Academia, which we'll be getting into today. I'm your host, Beatrice Murad, and today I'm joined by Steve Zeck. Hello. And April Collins. Hi. And we were supposed to do this last week, um, but my computer just kind of went crazy, so apologies for the long wait. Yeah, it's probably Crow who was behind us. You probably hacked your computer or put some magical spell. So oh, probably Crow totally. was behind us. Totally. That's, it's, given what I'm gonna say about Crow, well, not much, because I do, I do like Crow, but that's a sneak peek for this episode. But, um, but I can understand why she wouldn't want me to talking. Um, <laughs> but yes, continuing our Little Witch Academia coverage today, we'll be discussing episode 14 and 17. Well, 14 to 17. Sorry. If you haven't been following our Little Witch Academia series, please make sure to also check out our previous podcasts at OverlyAnimated.com, where you can find out more about this particular podcast as well. You can subscribe to us on iTunes at OverlyAnimated.com slash iTunes, where we appreciate your star rating, or search for Overly Animated on your favorite podcatcher. All right, so Steve, why don't you start us off by bringing us up to speed on the latest Little Witch Academia news? Okay, there's not much really to say. Just, uh, I guess, another trailer for the uh, Chamber of Time video game came out. I'm not sure really a trailer. It's more like a commercial. And it just had this funny little dialogue between Akko and Diana Seyus, who were narrating it. So I had, there's still no subtitles have come out for that yet. But I can't wait for the subs to come out to, to see what they were saying. Because I'm sure it was hilarious. And very... Yeah, very Dinoco-esque. I should, I should listen in. I didn't take like three years of Japanese just to not be able to understand that. But I haven't watched it. Do you know when the video game's coming out? Oh, well, I don't know. In Japan, it's supposed to come out this month, November. And for us, I guess early 2018. Um, I know you... I, I, I left a trailer, that clip of that on the Discord and also here on our, on our call, on our Skype call. But if uh, you... Um, Maybe after this, I will email you the link when we're done recording. See, it's like I wanna, I, I don't know. I just, I don't know if I want to see it. You know, <laughs> I don't know if I want to. You don't know if, if you, if you're, you're into that. No, no, not into it. I know, I, I, please, I know I'm into it. The thing. No, is, no. Well, I mean, like, <laughs> not like that, but. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean more like I, I, I don't know if I want to wait until the game comes out and just like dive straight in, or if I want to like get a sneak peek i still haven't decided yeah but well, it's kind of they're like video game tra like trailers and commercials i always feel very spoilery to me so like i'm like oh if i can control like the spoilers in this sense then i will do that like <laughs> and i'm sure there, there are a lot of probably less plays too so mostly from japan right now but if you want to take a really get a sneak peek and get a spoiler how the game what happens in the game well, I don't, so that means I shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> I just say if you. So okay, so good to know. I won't. But let's get let's like dive into these uh, episodes. So before we well, actually before we dive in, let's actually talk about the new opening and ending because episode fourteen is a new season. It's like that's what it signifies. So April, let's start with you. What did you think of the new opening and ending? I liked it. I kind of liked it a lot more than. Um the the original one it it felt 
I don't know, like, it's going to sound really weird to say that, but I, I felt that it was more, like, anime-esque, if that, yeah, that means makes anything. That makes sense. Yeah, okay. Because, like, like, before I felt like, oh, okay, like, like, okay, you're just a show, like, you've, it, it seemed very, like, thrown together, kind of, like, at the last minute sort of thing, and so, but this one, I really like it, like, it makes me feel like I'm, like, watching an anime, and I'm getting ready for one, it's very magical, which is very fitting for a show about, you know, witches and things like that, so, um, but I liked, I liked the new ending, and the, or the new beginning, and the new ending, especially the new beginning, I really enjoyed it a lot, so. Okay, okay, and Steve, what did you think? Oh, I love the new opening, it, it definitely, I agree, it definitely feels more anime, and I'm just glad that it includes more characters here, more characters are involved in the opening. It signifies this is going to be more of an ensemble uh, series instead of really just being Akko, Lote, and Susie and the other characters just backgrounds. And um, uh, and I just love the action scenes. Um, it, uh, that stare down, like kind of between Akko and Diana when they walked across each other, uh, that was very intense. It looked like the witches are ready to go to war or something, <laughs> and it. <laughs> Yeah, and it does showcase all of the witches, like all of our main witches characters' powers, like uh, like uh, Jasminka just throwing food around, um, Constanza her technology, Sushi and her like mushrooms, um, and Diana's just being awesome, and Akko quick can turn her into all these animals, which she has really started to master how to transform into these animals. And yeah, interesting parallels we have between Akko and Diana and. Croy and uh, Chariot, how you kind of see like Aquadina walk across each other, and then it turns right to flashback to Earth, Earth to Chariot and Croy, and then goes right back to Aqua and Diana as they hold hands. That signifies something, though. I that just got me all excited. And as for the ending, it's very nice and whimsical. Um, I don't know who's better than the first one, but it's okay. I I, I love the visuals. The visuals is just top notch. But that's kind of little witches like mo though. It's visuals. It's it's always great. It's animation. It's background music scores. Little witch, like you said last time, one of you I think said, "Little Witch Academia is beautiful to look at." Yeah, it is. It certainly is. Yeah, and Studio Trigger. Yeah, I, mean, I, <laughs> I wouldn't expect anything less from Studio Trigger, but um, I really I. I completely agree that it definitely feels like an anime. It definitely, it's much more, I guess, fast-paced. Well, as the other one was more about, let's set up, like, the tone of, like, the series. This one's much more like, this is what's going to happen in this series, and you better hold on, because it's going to be great. And I, I, and I, but the thing is, like, I like, for me, personally, with all animes, not just with Little Witch Academia, but for me, openings and endings of animes are all about, are all about the music. They're, if the song isn't there, I'm going to skip over the, I'm going to skip over it, always. And, you know, I kind of like the, the first song of, like, the first opening song better. The endings are all, like, both of them I always would skip over. So even though this one I think is an improvement in terms of music, <laughs> I, I still was like, I, I can I never I can never sit through the endings for this series. So sorry, Little Witch, but <laughs> you need to step up your game with these endings. But that's, that's okay. Yeah. I, I agree, sorry, because I think Little Witch Academy when I talk about is great music. I like the music scores better than the actual songs, if that makes sense. 
Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. But um, but yeah. So now that we've talked about the opening, did you guys kind of think that the opening's a little bit spoilery? Because I did remember. I, I remember reading. I think some interview with the I, I believe the director of the series and he said that with this second opening they wanted to do a little they wanted it to be a bit spoilery so april as someone who hasn't gone like hasn't seen it all did you think that did you ever have that feeling when first watching it like ooh i wish they wouldn't have shown this or ooh i wish like they wouldn't have given this up for me or like suggested that this might be something that i will see Honestly, no, not really. Like, uh, that's, that's really interesting that I didn't even think about that. Like, I was just like, Oh, like, this is really nice. Like, I'm really enjoying this. And I watched it like a couple of times. And then, like, I watched it like the first for the first two episodes. And then the second two, I was like, Okay, I can skip this. But like, because I do that with everything as well. But, uh, but I, I didn't feel like anything was like spoiled. And then it was kind of it was funny, because I was just like, huh, like, we kind of talk about these things, like the whole like Akko and Diana, like holding hands kind of thing. And I was like, Oh, that's our ship. Like, <laughs> hey, <Yeah. laughs> like, that's, that's the one ship that we want from this show kind of thing. And I was like, Oh, like, that's exciting. And but I wasn't like, I don't know. I'm also like the type of person who doesn't necessarily like stray away from spoilers sometimes, especially, you know, in what we do with the podcast. And so I'm like, oh, like maybe this is a thing kind of like I, I embrace it. So if it was like super spoil spoilery, then it like went over my head. So <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. no, yeah, I'm, I'm not saying that it is. I'm just saying like that's what the guy said. Like he wanted to kind of show what the season was in those like very few seconds that the opening is. So I was just curious. Yeah, no, I, I, I enjoyed it. Like I, I again, I, I didn't find that I felt anything was spoiled for me unless now I have to rewatch it. Ooh, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, compared to a lot of the enemies I watched, this it's not that spoily. Yeah, Com- it's not. The enemies okay. I watch are very. A lot of the enemies I watch, their openings are much more spoily. But some of them are, yeah. But then so other ones, like not so much, like at all. So there's always like very like pretty visuals, sort of like you know, categor. I say categorizing, but I know that's yeah. the wrong word that I want. But like. Um, you know, well, sort of displaying the characters well, and, like, who they are. Different, with different, like, Lewis Academia from, like, a lot of the enemies, I, other enemies I watched, though, it's, Lewis Academia is completely, like, original story. A lot of the other enemies I watch are, like, adaptions of manga, so I guess they can be a little more spoilies for the people who read the manga, so they don't really care, like, you probably know this already. But Lewis, they're catering to both crowds. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Okay, so... Can you guys, like Steve, can you give me your overall impressions of, without going too deep into them, because we're going to break them down, but can you give me your overall impressions of episodes 14, 15, 16, and 17? Okay. 14, very good, very like nice, like like season premiere, like even though it's not really season premiere, um, how they set it up with the new semester, you know, code word for new season. <laughs> um I thought it was fine. Very convenient, though, how they, uh, episode 14, how they got wrote Ursula out of the episode so all our other characters could meet Croa without Ursula, like, giving her impressions. They can meet here, like, how, how you say the word, just non-biased, like, meet Croa and just 
see what she can do without, you know, Ursula interaction. 15 was like the action episode we've all been waiting for. Like the, the Ursula chariot episode you guys wanted. We finally kind of really got to see a little bit of that. We got to see her in action. And that that music score when she was up, when she was on the tower, dodging all those gargoyles. I mean, that was great. Um, and 16 and 17, we sort of we go, we go back to sort of more the slice of life stuff. Though we still like progress the plot. I feel like 16 and 17 a little more slow down. I mean, and I do think 16, we saw definitely some character development from Susie. She is much more, like, much more kind, much more polite than she used to be. And 17, you know, we, we kind of have the first, like, episode with Andrew in it, in which he's not really the main focus. He's sort of more of a supporting character. That's more of an Amanda Akko episode. And 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 though they do set up something really interesting that really interests me in seventeen, they talked about something going on with the Cavendish family, and I'm so interested in that. But I do have to say this though: when um, about sixteen or seventeen episodes came out in Japan, there was a leak of episode titles all the way through episode nineteen. So I kind of was a little spoiled at the time in terms of with episode titles. Okay. Okay. All right, well, to know that you can get spoiled by episode titles is important because they're all available on Netflix. <laughs> like, it's all the episodes are available. Yeah, so yeah. for yeah. people who don't <laughs> want to be spoiled and are just, like, following along with us with these podcasts, don't look at the titles. Just don't. Like, do yourself a favor. Just yeah. let Netflix just <laughs> automatically play the next episode. Like, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. But, April, what did you think overall about these four episodes? Um, overall, I, I, I don't know. I think I struggled with them a little bit, if I'm completely honest. Um, you know, we introduced a lot of like new things in like the 14th episode. And I liked that, like, the 14th and the 15th episode, like flow from, uh, I guess the season finale, uh, or the 13th episode. So I like that we sort of have that flow. Um, and they're very, very, like, plot-heavy. Uh, another plot-heavy, I guess. Um, I enjoyed 16... I don't know. Like, I enjoyed the Slice of Life episodes about this show. And I, I really enjoyed, like, the 16th and the 17th one. Especially the 17th. Um, I really liked that sort of, like, Akko and Amanda adventure. And just kind of getting to see, like, Andrew a little bit more. Because I feel like he's, he's like, set up to be this really important character. But we haven't really had much of him. Like, we only get him... We've only seen him, like, two other times. And we're 17 episodes in. So, um... But, I mean, they were they were all right. So, I, I, I'm still, like, interested in this show. And I still want to see where it goes. Mm-hmm. But I don't... I don't know. There was, like, another, like, plot introduction, and I was just, like, another, like, thing? How many more things do we have? Like, (laughs) (laughs) so I kind of, like, I was kind of, like, bothered by that, and it took me, like, a couple, like, uh, like, I, like, watched the 14th one, and I was, like, very frustrated, and I was, like, okay, and then I, like, watched it again, and then watched the 15th one, and I was, like, 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 I like that they're, like, working on one of the other plots that was set up, but I just wish we weren't introducing more, like, separate sort of plot, 
I don't know. Maybe that's just my like blind impression because I'm not well. I'm like haven't finished it yet. So <laughs> no, I agree. I agree. There, it's so, that's definitely one of my critiques is that they just the the show just overall the show just lacks this balance both with its characters with its just plot just the way it just decides to kind of plot vomit in specific episodes. Cut, yeah, you know, like it was like. Yeah, it just does this unnecessarily instead of sprinkling it throughout. Like, you could still have plot in the Slice of Life episodes or, like, progress plot slightly without having to, like, yeah. over-stimulate. Is that, that's not what I want to say, but that's what I'm going to say. Over-stimulate the audience, you know, without just, yeah. Yeah, and I think it's it's sort of jarring to, like, because... We didn't really like under like we didn't really get the plot until like the like previous three episodes that we watched. Yeah. And so then so I was like, okay, we've got like these like two like plot elements and that's great. And or like two or three, you know, and then it's like, here, let's have another another one. And I'm like, but you haven't barely like touched the other one, like the others that you've thrown in my face already and so it very much feels like plot vomit like <laughs> I like yeah. that phrase yeah. <laughs> like, yeah like I mean I don't mind the multiple I don't mind multiple plot lines I just for me mm-hmm. it's more about just have the, like you can do spread them out evenly so that it can yeah. work so that it doesn't feel like you're just scrambling to throw things in despite having like eight episodes previous where you did nothing you know there's yeah like I yeah I think I wouldn't mind there being like all this different plot if it was more like if you didn't throw it all at me at once like if you had started like the seven words plot like earlier earlier then that would have been great you know like that or like the whole what is it the nine old witches or whatever like if you would have given that to me earlier like that would have been great like but it's like all at once kind of thing. I don't. Yeah. So, so you guys like like Little Bear sixteen and seventeen. I thought those episodes did sprinkle plot. It balanced out. There was like yeah, of, yeah, but, but that's like after the word. Of, that's after the yeah. plot vomit. You know. Yeah. yeah, that's after the vomit. Like, but <laughs> that's why I and I think that's why I enjoyed those two more was because like you know it was very you know it was like, oh, we're having this, like, this nice little adventure kind of thing, Um, but we've still got plot, like, it's not, like, in my face, and you're not, like, introducing more than I can handle, you're just, like, you're nicely giving it to me, like. (laughs) You like the cool down episodes, we, like, we need a cool down, and we. Yeah, like, they were very welcome. Like, yeah, but I, not necessarily that I need a cool down, I just don't understand why we even need a cool down. Like, why can't, why do we have to have a plot vomit and then a cool down? Why can't we just have well-plotted episodes and well-plotted storylines all throughout? And that way we wouldn't need the cool, (laughs) then we wouldn't need the cool down. We would just have, you know, evenly, like, well, meaning, like, yeah, we can have intense episodes, not to say that, but just information-wise, like, we don't need like. The- uh, I I don't. Be, I, I I tell you though, when I when I saw episode fifteen though, while waiting for episode sixteen, I'm like I said I was thinking to myself, I really hope we go back to slice of life. I need a little cool down. It's so much to take in. I <laughs> right, and I'm watching these episodes weekly at the time. I'm watching them weekly, and I still needed a little little break. I don't know how you guys watch. You watch these episodes like right in a row, but I I watching them weekly, and I need a little like. <laughs> Take it easy. That's enough. Let's just calm down just a bit. 
I guess for me, the thing with the slice of life is that the first eight episodes, there was no, it, like, there was no weight there. There was, like, no tension. There was no, like, okay, what's the point? Like, what 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 are we doing? So, for me, like, the, the slice of life plots that actually, like, advance the plot a little bit is are the ones I like. But then, you know, because there wasn't any plot for a long time, we didn't have that. So, I feel like, yes... Cooldown's great, but they just, they needed to introduce the plot a lot quicker. Because I feel like now I'm more invested with the series. Just out, just already from episode 14, like, I was already like, okay, even just with the new opening, I was like, okay, suddenly I see where you want to go. Suddenly now I care a lot more. Because you're actually telling us what you, like, I feel like for the first half of the first season, if that's what we want to call it, they even like the 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 writers and the showrunners had no idea what they wanted to do with this show. And now I feel like they do want they do know what they're doing, but they're kind of like three steps behind because they wasted so much time. So it's just kind of like it's just visually the show is so pretty and there's so much potential, but like even Kill a Kill, which again, another <laughs> studio trigger anime, that had so much information, but I never felt like oh, this is too much. Yeah. If anything, it was just kind of like, they just ran and just kept going and it was just this constant equal pace. There was never a cool down episode. Ever. No, not at all. that was what was great. But it was great because that's what, that's the whole point of that show. That was the tone. It was like, we're not going to give you a moment to breathe, but like, you're going to love it anyway. Exactly. It's like they're, they're trying something new and I just don't know if it's working. Well, I think it's a little witch academia though. It's not, not really traditional action show. I feel it's a, it's a weird, funny thing though. It's it's a magic girl show, but it's not really magical girls. It's like it has magic in it, and it's centered on girls' characters, but they they don't have like superpowers. They're not Sailor Moon, so I find that kind of funny. How technically it's a magical girl series, but it's not really. But like I've seen like other like I've seen other animes where it's not necessarily like say a quote unquote magical girl show, but it's still like where it's not necessarily something that can be equally placed in a category, but even then, like, this has nothing to do with the type of show it is. This has more to do with just the way the story's being told. This is just the writing quality of the show. It's just not consistent, which is what I really want from the show, given the potential it has. But let's get into episode 14, New Age Magic. What did you guys think? Steve, what did you think of New Age Magic? Uh, Oh, so, all right, episode, um... Croak's definitely a very interesting character. I, I, as I said in the outline, purple-haired Kavira. Pretty much, she reminds me so much of Kavira when I first saw her design. I saw like, and also saw what type of character she was. She reminded me a lot of her. And like I said, though, she was spoiled to me before episode fourteen aired. They reveal like her character outline, her bio, her voice actress just before episode twelve a- aired. So I kind of knew she was coming a while back. So, and you know, she is her seiyu is the same seiyu as Naruto. And if you've seen episodes sixteen and seventeen, she eats Rama a lot. That's sort of an inside joke. But yeah, Cora's an interesting character. I kind of wonder though, is she an ends that justify the means type of character, or does she have evil intent? I'm hoping it's ends justify the means. I hope there's some depth. Because it can't be dull, boring if she's just evil, just for the sake of being evil. And um, I, I also thought interesting though the whole uh, Akko like 
learned to sympathize with the fairies, and and she got Diana flustered for the very first time. Like that argument, like you saw Diana's face, like when she just kind of lost it for a second. I mean, and I do say, it did say this though. I like Akko, take it down a notch. That's really a low blow calling her aristocrat, aristocrat. But yeah, it was a fun episode. I did think the whole like strike thing, that could have been a good like first half episode, you know, slice of life episode if they wasn't doing this plot. But yeah, it was a, a an all right episode. Um uh future episodes I do think are a little bit better, but it's a good season premiere. It does a good job of re getting you back into the series. If you understand what I mean. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I I don't know. If she, I, I mean, for me, Kuroa wasn't so much like Kuvira, I guess. But I will agree that, I mean, may, you sounded like you, were, you weren't you were 100% sure if she's going to be good or bad. For me, something that did bother me is that she's so, like, the show's so clearly portraying her as an evil character. Or at, at least as something, like, there's something sinister there. So I know she's a villain. I know she has just sinister side to her. I'm just saying, is her goal evil? Is her end goal like world domination, or is it actually she wants to? In the end, she wants to help people, but she's just going about it in these evil ways. Well, I, already, I, mean, I already, I don't know. I feel like all villains are <laughs> the heroes to their own story, so everyone's still like going to yeah. be like, you know, they're all doing something. So I feel like for me, that's not the that's not the problem. For me, the problem is. It, like, and, you know, I, I don't know, I don't want to, it's not the same thing, but in a similar instance, like, we we did a, pa- a podcast on Captain Underpants, and there was, the villain in there was so clearly a villain, and that was the joke, yeah. you know, that was the point, that no one was noticing <laughs> that this guy was the villain, and that was the point, but with, with Croy, it's just like, from the get-go, she has this kind of already the sinister cues, and I'm just thinking, why is it so obvious to the audience but not to anyone else. Like, why is no one asking these questions? Like, why is no one thinking, like... <laughs> like, why is no one questioned anything? Anything. <laughs> well, anything. Well, well, actually, one character no, knows she's evil. That is Ursula. Actually. See? But no, like... Er, but we'll get to that in episode 15 discussion. We'll get to that. Yeah. But, like, she can't be the only one who goes, like, hey, like, who... she. It's like, I don't know. I just find it lazy that it's like, really, she's the only one where warning bells go off. And it's because she knows her. <laughs> and because she, like, she apparently, like, I don't know. Like, she apparently knows this woman. So it's like, it's because she knows her that warning bells are going off. There's a history between them. So that's why she knows she's evil. But no one else is kind of figuring out that she's just kind of like very, I don't know. The way she's portrayed is so sinister that it's like kind of impossible for me to believe that. Ursula would be the only one that has some sort of doubts. Like that to me, well, even like the professors, yeah. I'm just like, you, they doubt the technology for a second, but then it's like, come on, like do, do well, go we had a little that one further. Professor. Yeah, but that's what I mean, that like one, go a little one. further. That's what I'm asking. I'm like, there has to be, it can't be just one character. There needs to be a little bit more. Like I feel like they're just, they're giving specific characters things to do that only they can do and like making everybody else like <laughs> unable to do it and it's kind of have, a little frustrating i do like wonder though that those those professors like they were very much anti like her technology and stuff they have a problem with that that but they say nothing about her outfit which in this type of conservative school i think would be very inappropriate they allow her to wear that i don't get that i don't think her outfit was that 
kind of liberal, I guess, is the opposite yeah, of conservative. I, I mean, I never, I've never really got the impression that, like, dress code was, like, a huge issue at, like, the school or anything like that. Because even when, like, if you just think about the characters, there's not, like, they all wear the uniform differently. Yeah, and not, yeah, so. and not just that, but, like, I think the judges for that, that event, they were wearing different things, too. So, like, I, I don't yeah. think... If they're conservative, it's more about the magic use than it is about the clothes. Like, I don't know. Like, like I can see yeah. how they can come off as slightly conservative, but I don't... I didn't get that impression. But, um... But, yeah. So, April, what did you think about episode 14? I... Honestly, I think it was my least favorite of the episodes. So, I mean... I mean, that's what I'm saying, but, like, I I don't know. How do you say her name? Croy. Okay, okay, it's Kuroa in Japanese, I guess. But then uh-huh. in, in French, which is what the last name sounds like, it sounds French. It's like, yeah. It's like Kwa. So, you could, like, I didn't know how what to do either. Well, yeah. Like, the, English dub, like, the English dub just calls her Croy, like, Croy, oh, like bro. That is an ugly sounding oh. way to say that name. That name is too I pretty know. to say to sound think... like that. No. Uh, <laughs> I don't like that. Um of course, right. or I have to X. I always pronounce the X Croy X. Or <laughs> it yeah. just makes me think of uh, uh, it, it makes me think of like the carbonated water drink. Oh yeah. Look, <laughs> so. look just just call her C. Just call her C. C. Okay. Yeah. C. Professor C. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Or just Mark Zuckerberg. There you go. There, Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> we'll do the rest of the podcast this way. Um, I don't like, like she. I agree. She's very much like portrayed as the villain of this, sh- like at this point. And so I think like she presents herself with really good intentions. But I agree that it's super frustrating that Ursula is the only person who's onto her, or in a sense. And so I maybe that's why like I'm not as in love with her character. I did. I do think it's hilarious that she eats ramen because I eat ramen and I love ramen, but like, uh, I didn't like necessarily enjoy like the whole, like, Oh, well this was like the whole episode was essentially her setup to get what she wanted kind of thing. Like, I don't know. I just, I wasn't into this episode at all. <laughs> okay, well, what did you, what did you think about like the strike storyline? Cause we have been focusing a lot on, on Kuroha. Yeah. I thought, I thought that was like, I thought that was cute. Like how it made me think of like Hermione. Yeah. yeah the, I didn't think about the, that. Yes. That's exactly what it made me think of though, because that part, like uh, how she, um, she, what, what was it called? Spew or Spew, something like that. Yeah. S- yeah. It's not Spew. It's S P E W. W, yes. Uh, uh, Spoo, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but, uh, but so it made me, like, think of, it, like, in regards to that sense. And I was like, oh, Akko, you're just so adorable and naive. Like, I love you. And so I really enjoyed, like, that part about the episode was her and, like, joining the side of the strikers and of the fairies and is like, no, like, we're not going to do this. And she tried to, like, act as a liaison kind of person, but she didn't know anything that was going on. I just, I enjoyed that part. That one, that part was fine. The other part's not so much, but. <laughs> so, di- okay, so what did you guys, because, Steve, you mentioned Diana a little bit. You mentioned that little, like, fight that they had. So what did you guys think of Diana in this episode? Because the show has this tendency to kind of have her, like, disappear midway through an episode. They just kind of were like, here's some Diana. And then 
psych we're just gonna ignore her do you guys think this episode did her justice a little bit like they sprinkled her throughout it more evenly yeah i i agree they sprinkled her out more evenly um i do like to just get a point we don't know yet if she's on to croy croix or whatever you want to call her but i i did think though Ako, like her kind of low blow she gave diana saying aristocrat it does set things back a little bit of how proud I was of Aqua in episode 12, how she learned a lot about Diana. And it's like all that's thrown out the window when she like mentions how she knows Diana has this big room, how she doesn't understand hard work. I mean, it's like episode 12 never happened. It's like Aqua forgot all those lessons. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I can see that. Yeah. I mean, she, she is from this like, fa- well, I mean, I don't think it's like a low blow to call her an aristocrat because she kind of is. I was is. gonna say I don't like she. It's such yeah, because she, she very much is, and I'm she a, presents a, herself that yeah. way too. So, like, it's not. I wouldn't necessarily take it as like a low blow on Akko. It's well, more so like she's calling her out yeah, on it. She's yeah, yeah. Like, hey, like that to me was like, yeah, Akko, like you, like call her out because it is true. Yeah, I was, I was true. very proud of Akko in that moment. Actually, it, I was like, yeah. Talk about the whole part when she said. You don't understand anything about hard work. That is BS. That's the one part that part got to me. I guess it's a little low blow, but aristocrat. That's true. She's an aristocrat. She has. She's not telling any any lies about that. And I did love though Diana's little flustered face. Like the very first time in the series, she actually get a little frustrated. I'm like, finally, this like perfect facade of this character. Yeah, showed a little vulnerability i was very happy to see that yeah yeah i really liked that and i also kind of love how diana in the beginning was kind of like a creep she was kind of like watching akko from a distance she was like it was just really <laughs> funny because if we were to take that like you know last scene of diana in episode 13 where she asks herself like what is what is this I'm feeling? If we were to like construe that as like her realizing Akko's feelings, then you know this like this is a very hilarious but also like rational way of reacting to someone by not knowing how to engage with them after like realizing your feelings for them. So I'm like, Diana, like what's going on? Tell me, tell me everything. Girl, let's sit down. Yeah, let's sit down. We can talk about some things. Let's sit down and talk about it. But um, but let's if like there's anything else that you guys want to say about episode 14, say it now because if not, we're gonna go into episode 15. I just want to talk about the Susie's have a couple of hilarious moments, like when she had that mushroom umbrella when Aku spit at her the second time. I thought that was hilarious. That is funny, but I will say, like, I was kind of disappointed with, like, Sushi and Lotte being, like, like, I don't know, they're just, we keep talking about this, but they're just so passive. They're so, like, they're, this yeah. would, like, it would have been interesting to know what they thought about, about the strike, you know? Have them voice their opinions, even if it's only for a second, instead of just, you know, nodding silently to Akko's antics. Like, come on, like, they have so much more... They have so much more screen time than Diana. In comparison to Diana, they've had more screen time. Yet, I don't... Like, in comparison to Amanda, they've had more screen time. Yet, I know I would know how Amanda <laughs> would react to this. But them, I'm like, blank. I'm like, I have no idea. But yeah, so let's go into episode 15, Chariot of Fire, which I kind of love that name. Um, let me just start off by saying, like, legit. The first bullet point in my outline is, all caps... Be still my heart, Ursula, chariot, you queen. <laughs> so I 
clearly loved this episode. I mean, I'm always all I'm always for action and just this is the first episode where we finally see how powerful Ursula is. And not in the sense of like, oh, she she has a very deep understanding of magic. It's like, no, no, she can do, she can throw down. Like she is <laughs> strong and I love it. This show has this tendency to like n- either tell too much and even then not tell enough. So it leaves you in this really awkward place. But this episode in particular, I felt told enough and also showed, which was something that I really, really loved. But April, what did you think of this episode? I so I I agree that this this episode showed a lot, and I really enjoyed because it made me um like you kind of got to see that very much like animation style that sort of like I love about Kill a Kill just a little bit, and so it was like very reminiscent of that, like because Kill a Kill is like very very like action packed and stuff, and so I really I liked that we got to see all of this and. I um I enjoyed like the the Ursula like Akko like sort of like progression I guess because Ursula was very like protective of Akko and it was very like sweet and I thought that was I really liked that because I that was something that from the beginning I wanted to see sort of develop was their relationship um but then I also liked that you know Ursula finally was like okay cool you have to find these seven words, Akko, like, kind of thing. And so I liked that we finally, like, got to that point. I'm sad that it took us 15 episodes. But, (laughs) right, like, I'm like, I wish it hadn't taken this long. But at the same time, like, it's nice because now the main character knows what she is supposed to be doing. And, again, it's something that I wish would have happened way sooner. But it's nice because now, like, Akko knows what she needs to do so that they can restore the flow of magic. Because that's what's important to Akko is, you know, magic in the world and being, um, you know, like, being able to spread and share that. And so, like, it's it's kind of like, here's your endgame kind of thing. Like, you wanted to be, like, Chariot. And what Chariot did was, you know, spread the joy of magic to the world. Um, despite being such a powerful, you know, witch in the community and all of that. But then it's like, okay, like, Akko, here's your, here's your opportunity to do that because you're not Chariot, but this is how you can bring magic to everyone. So I liked, I liked that. Cool, cool. Steve, what about you? What did you think? Oh, I love this episode. Um, though one of my expectations did not get met because when I saw the preview for this episode, I thought maybe this is the episode Akko finds out. Chariot's identity. That didn't happen, but that's okay. Like I said before, I love the, the, the music score in this episode, especially the part when we see Chariot in action. And the, part, the thing that really interests me, though, is you know, despite how awesome Chariot looked, Crowell pretty much said she used to be even better in her younger days, and I kind of want to know more about that. That's very interesting. Like, um, And um, I just thought this was... The episode I have long waited to see. I wanted I wanted to see Chariot in action. I wanted I wanted to see her actually have a little bond with Akko. See see that kind of like mother daughter like or big sister little sister like relationship between Chariot and Akko. So I'm really happy to see that. Um, I did think though, and we also have a little I guess sort of purpose of those slice of life episode. The first half was. Croa saw the whole thing. She was spying on Akko 
do all those little adventures. And and then she probed her, which I thought was kind of creepy. But <laughs> um, and also, um, can you just talk a little bit, Diana, just a bit? Um, she had a little small part, but I just want to make a little prediction. At when I saw this episode, at the end of the episode, I thought to myself, she's gonna find out Cherry's identity herself, M- maybe before Akko does. So can we just appreciate how Diana seems to be the only character that has it all together and is actually able to thing- figure things out with a- without us like having to bang our heads against the wall? I I appreciate that, but I don't know. Like I'm at this point with Diana where I totally forgot she was in this episode until Steve said something. And I was like, was she in this episode? Oh, she was in this episode. And so I don't... Like, I hate that her character has sort of come to this at this yeah, point. that is true. That so. is, that is yeah. very, very true. Um, <laughs> I like Waldo of this series. <laughs> but, you know, like, I, I really liked how, you know, like, yes, like, I, I love, like, I lo- I, it just feels like to me, with Studio Trigger seems to be very comfortable with this, like, very intense action. But then they're just, they're, you know, they're kind of out of their, their depth when it comes to, like, kind of this type of slice of life thing. And it just shows because episode 15 yeah. is so good. So I just find it really frustrating that to to watch and just be like, you you don't have to, like, it's not, like, you don't have to, it's not that hard. Just do, like, it's not that hard. Just relax. Breathe a little yeah. bit. Like- <laughs> yeah, like, I'm assuming, I'm assuming that they had Kill a Kill planned out from like the the get go, they kind of knew where they wanted to go with that series. Like, yeah, you could tell that that was just the material. Like, the person directing that knew exactly what they wanted to the story they wanted to tell. Whereas with this series, yes. I'm like, you had two, two, not one, two like small animated films before this. You had the time. Like you, you had all of this ready to go, like on lock. Yeah. Like, so, I don't where think did they, you stray? Yeah. I don't think they wanted to do 25 episodes. I think if they the perfect world they would have done it would have been a shorter season. Maybe a little more than 13. It would have maybe been somewhere like 17, 18 episodes would have been ideal for them, but they had to do 25 episodes and and I guess I don't know, so. like seventeen because usually in anime it's either thirteen or twenty-five, you know. So yeah. I don't th- like twelve, thirteen, yeah. twenty-five. So I don't think seventeen is like. Uh, I don't think they even like if they had wanted to do seventeen episodes, like it's n- it was never going to be a possibility. So I don't think. That- I know, I know. I'm just saying, ideally for them, creatively. Yeah, but that's what they I don't. Yeah. I don't think. I don't know. I think they could have done this in six, in 13 episodes. Like, I think 17 is still too oh. much. Like, I think yeah. that 17 is still <laughs> too much because, like, they've wasted, like, eight episodes of, like, not doing anything. So I'm like, I don't know. But, um, but yeah, 15 is awesome. Diana is, like, again, only one that seems to have it all together. And seven words, I, I'm, the thing with this plot line is that even though this show isn't, tech like a quote-unquote magical girl show or at least like it's not trying to be that this is a very magical girl type of plot right you know it is i mean yeah like i i agree with that and i maybe just like i don't know 
I think that it would have it would work better. Like I can see that plotline working with the twenty five episode um, like scheme. Like, you, you, do you get what I'm saying? Like, if you had introduced it right away, then like those slices of life episodes could could be so much more yeah you know what I mean like and so they would make sense because it's not like it it's not about and I think that's like something that I enjoy about like the 16th episode and I know I'm sort of jumping ahead is that like Akko's like okay I want to find this word I want to find this word kind of thing and then um you know like it would be like interesting for her to like like be so focused on trying to find the word that she she doesn't like find the next word, but then like maybe the next episode she does kind of thing, or like maybe two episodes down. You totally, get what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like, totally. like it it that plot the plot works on a 25 episode format, but it doesn't work whenever you in, only introduce it to the main character at the 15th episode. Like at that point, like you've wasted the entire season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. And, it's, and it kind of, like, begs the question, like, hey, Akko, like, these two little bead things had been shining for a while, and you just decided to not even question it, like... Yeah, like, you, you didn't, didn't notice Yeah, you didn't notice, like, that random word that you had no idea you knew, but you just suddenly said it in the first episode. Like, you didn't even, like, try to understand <laughs> didn't what's even going question on. it. Oh, Akko, yeah. she's kind of dense, though. She's kind of dense. She... She can't figure out Ursula and Cherry are the same person when it's so obvious. Uh, you know what? But like, I, it gets to the I don't point. think that's obvious. Yeah, and so. you know, and it gets to the point where. But, but those clues, though. But those clues do point like how. But like, we how we see to... those clues. Akko doesn't see those. Oh. Like it's obvious for us, but like a lot of the clues that we've been giving about Ursula being Chariot have been given to us, not to Akko. Yeah. Like if you take yourself out of the situation and just look at it from Akko's point of view, yeah. there's no. No way she could figure out that Ursula and Chariot are the same person like you know she could like the fact that like Ursula gets very like blush um or like flustered whenever Akko talks about Chariot you could just take you could easily interpret that as um you know oh that's just Ursula's like character uh, if you were Akko but like we understand it because we know who she is and I, so and I, and I, yeah yeah I agree I agree and I will say like but for the whole like Akko being dense thing like there comes a point where like there's there comes a point where that that excuse can only go so far it can only go so like Akko isn't like look she, she yeah she's a little dense but she's not she can put the two and two together she can like she when she needs to like get things done when she needs to like really like study when she needs to work really hard like she will and she she's able to do that she's able to apply herself and like I just think that there are just certain things that they do out of convenience they're just like oh well she won't notice this because ha it's Akko and it's like no we've seen her be quite emotionally intelligent in past episodes like there's like I just feel like the denseness I feel like they're trying to force the dense yeah yeah this character same, same like that's that's exactly it so 16 pajola's trial what did you guys think steve uh, i did a so okay episode um the, my favorite part though is meeting latte's parents they are so adorable i just love like her father how he just how he just throws latte around like a rag doll like, and her mom is pretty cool too. I love the part though when they're when they're like diseased and stuff. Her dad's near this fence. Her, her and her mom shows up and just shoves him. 
even though they're both <laughs> in, like vegetarian state. And in a weird way, though, this episode sort of reminds me of episode six of Mysticons, in a way, similar feel, but. <laughs> but oh, yeah. <laughs> I and, and, and I guess, and if episode 13 was like a Halloween episode, is this technically a Christmas episode because Santa Claus is in this one? <laughs> and, <laughs> and a reindeer. <laughs> and, and lastly, like I said, this definitely showed some character growth from Susie. She, she's much more nicer, much more a, a people person than she was at the beginning of the series. Remember in the beginning of the series how she was reeling to sacrifice Akko and Lotte? And now she's so much more chill. She's so much more likable. Okay. Okay. April, what about you? What did you think? I I enjoyed this episode. I thought it was cute. Um, I liked meeting Lotte's parents and seeing like her neighborhood. And uh, she, I, uh, I know this is on the what is it like the Wikipedia page and everything, but she's like Lotte's from Finland. So because I know we had been questioning where each of the characters come from, so I. I saw that and I was like, oh, that's so cute. Like, and I thought the little thing with the disease was interesting because it was like, oh yeah, it only comes about whenever like this one particular thing happens and then this other particular thing happens and then this other particular thing happens. And I was just like, this is, this is ridiculous. Like, I, I love that. Like, I enjoy like super ridiculous, like plot lines, but then like, uh, you know, and I loved the whole like Akko being like, like, I don't know. I felt like Akko was Akko again because she was just like, I have to find the fourth word. Like, I'm going to find the fourth word. Like, it was like Akko on a mission kind of thing that we've seen in, like, previous sort of slice of life episodes. So I kind of enjoyed, like, her, like, you guys, I have to find it. And everyone's like, okay, well, you can try and find it while we go do this thing, like, kind of thing. And I think this was, like, the episode that, this is, like, the episode that I want from, like, this plot line kind of thing. Like, here's Akko being Akko trying to like fulfill her mission and then um like you know uh and i liked the little monster what was it a yeti or something like that yeah the yeti like the little yeah. snow monster i thought yeah. <laughs> i thought that was so funny she makes him do it over and over again <laughs> but i felt i felt bad for him too i was just like Akko, you're being mean <laughs> like stop it it's <laughs> just me though this little message here about Internet trolls, similar to episode four. Which like we go back to cool. that. Great that you pointed that out. Why does it have to be the same yeah. exact problem? Why can't it be like <laughs> it could still be internet trolls, but maybe instead of it being again like just attacking an artist, it could also it could have been like, oh, maybe they like don't take him seriously because he's a yeti or something. Like, why does it have to be the same copy yeah. paste, same thing? Like, I would have just appreciated just a little bit more, like, creativity on their part so that, like, I don't know. Like, I'm the type of person who, like, if I start seeing, say I write something and I see, like, that I used a word too free, like, too close to the, like, if I use a word twice and the it's too close. The same word. Yeah, and it's too yeah. close together, I'm like, I need a new word. I can't use it. So. You're like, wait, I've recently used the word butterfly. I exactly. need to find something else. Exactly. So, like, for me, that was very frustrating. But. Yeah. But yeah, I really, I liked the episode, again, um, because we now know the plot, the slice of lifeness doesn't have this yeah. kind of, like, uh, what's that word? Like, it doesn't have a point. Mundane Yes, feeling. mundaneness to it. It doesn't have a mundaneness to it. And if the entire show were, like, mundaneness, then I wouldn't have a problem with it. But because this isn't that type of show, like, 
Yeah. If it doesn't, if it's mundane, I'm like, come on now, come on. But um, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. One more point though, I do see though this episode we saw a brief little flashback with with Chariot and Croy and Professor Woodworth, and it seemed though Croy is definitely what well, is a very impatient person. Knows how to eat instant ramen. You're very impatient, and this episode shows that Akos can, can be very impatient. So maybe there's sort of a connection there, showing their similarities. How Ako has a similarity to the villain of the series. That's that's interesting. I didn't notice that, and that is like oh, a very good. I did yeah, not yeah, either. Yeah, so that's a very good reading into not just Kroa, but also like Ako being that having that similar issue. But um, I will say of that flashback. Whose flashback is it? Is it like Akko having a vision from like the shiny rod, or is it? Well, that's Ursula. That's yeah. Ursula. Is it Ursula? Because like they don't make it clear. They don't make the flashback clear, which is like this is a great segue into like my biggest issue with the with the episode because the thing with this episode is that it could have been really creepy. It could have been this really interesting kind of disease horror type of like episode, or they could have incorporated Lotte and Sushi into it a lot more. Cause even though we get insight into Lotte, like as a, and her family, like for like, a good chunk of the episode. She's, she's not, not like a central figure in the Yeah, episode. she's not. And I just think like, why? Why not? Like, why didn't she like, why didn't Lotte like, maybe because her parents were like, you know, so like they were infected and she's so scared. Maybe that was able, she was able to fight off the disease for for like X amount of time longer because she had like the will to do it. And Akko and her go on this adventure and it could have been really cool, but no, no. That doesn't happen. Like no. she's very quickly like green. <laughs> so that is like, and that is a great way that to like segue into this kind of laziness I'm finding in terms of the animation. Cause I'm trying to understand why the writing takes these kind of shortcuts. And maybe it is because like, they just are like, look, animation's tedious. It's a long process. It's hard enough as it is. Maybe it's because like they had a very short schedule that they just don't have time to animate things. So they're taking a lot of shortcuts. So that's why it feels so awkward. And this was like an episode where I'm like, they could have yeah. done a lot of really interesting things, but they just didn't. So I'm like, maybe it's a scheduling thing. Maybe that's why they just can't seem to do it, even though with Kill a Kill, they managed to do it. So I'm like, very I was confused. like, yeah, like that's, I don't know. Like it's just, I, it's, it's really like interesting. And I hate that it sort of like reinforces that, that I say it's a stereotype um, or like a, it's something that like a lot of like places fall victim to is where like it's always seems to be like a give and a take. And in, in, in this episode, it's very much sort of like a parent in that where it's like, okay, you can have really, really great animation and a terrible story, or you can have a really, really great story and terrible animation. And it doesn't seem to like, like this show, like Kill a Kill did a great job of balancing. Like, but I don't, and I don't know if it's just because of like the writer who is also the director. Um, like they just didn't like under, like they didn't get that. Like, is this their first show? You know what I mean? Like, it's like one of those things where I'm just like, I'm trying to understand and I keep trying to piece it together, but I, I just can't. And it's, it's, it was like such a missed opportunity. And I totally agree. Like this could have been a great Lotte episode. Like, why didn't we get that? <laughs> so funny how you mentioned parent. It seems like pretty much kill a kill is little Jack Damon's older sibling that always get compared to negatively. So 
It really like, it's, and I it, yeah. it's not so much that I'm like purposely doing it. It's just yeah. that like it's like okay, the studio has accomplished really great things. Yeah. So it's like I'm just trying to pinpoint where it was that things were led astray, kind of. So I don't know. That's just who I am. Like I'm I'm very <laughs> analytical in that sense. <laughs> Aren't we all here? That's why we're all. That's why you're here. That's why we all here over here. <laughs> yeah. All right, but let's move on to the final episode of today's talk. So Amanda O'Neill and the Holy Grail. So I loved it. Did you guys love this episode as much as I did? Because I loved this episode. Um, oh. I loved this episode. Why is Amanda the best? I know. She's so great. I, <laughs> she, she's just the best. I love this. <laughs> I love this episode as well. I love this episode as well. It's a great episode. And uh, it's funny thing. I remember, though, a YouTuber did a reaction video after seeing this episode. And he threatened to drop the series. He really hated it. I'm like, what? What are you watching? This is a great episode. Interesting. That's 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 weird. Um, I I like why would he say that? What like what was his like criticism? Oh, criticism. Is yeah, just, I'm curious. Uh, I don't remember exactly. Just saying, it's just not as fun as the earlier episodes. What? Uh, <laughs> uh, well, when we're done here, I'll put the link. Let me on the Discord to this video of. The guy's reaction, but I, I find that weird how someone could really hate this episode because I really like this episode. Uh, Amanda <laughs> finally gets a little spotlight here. I'm well, well, Akko and Diana are still my main ship. This one definitely brings a good case, maybe for Akko and Amanda too. They got some, they have their own kind of chemistry, which I like too. Um, they really, they're, they're like, they're like bros, right? Uh, how they have going these uh, this adventure together, and. I love and I thought Amanda, boy Amanda, she's a very handsome boy. She'd be a very, very handsome boy <laughs> if she wanted to. <laughs> and I love the Thundercats reference towards the end. Yeah. They did this thing. <laughs> I thought that was great. Though I do see some people were shipping Amanda in this Lewis guy. I'm like, no. He's a creep. I'm glad maybe he got a little redemption towards the end, but he's not good enough for my for Amanda. Yeah, yeah, like, I I really, really loved, like, anytime you have, like, some form of cross-dressing, and it's not taken as a joke, I'm, like, all for it. I'm, like, yeah, this is great. Um, and I think that, I don't know, this, like, introduction of this new, of the new school and getting to see Andrew again, which is always great, I just felt that this was a really, this is a way to do a kind of an episode where there's purpose it's not mundane and you have this kind of exploration of these side characters and done in a really great way like the if you compare this episode to the previous one you can see the 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 weaknesses you can see the weaknesses in episode 16 because the things you get from Amanda here the things you get from Andrew here are so different from the things you get from Lotte and Sushi in the previous episode. And even just, like, from the parents. Like, you just, there's so much there that the episode 16 lacks that this one doesn't. And it's just, like, when this episode, what, not episode, when the series sails, it, it flies. Like, it does things really well when it does them well. Um, yes, I yeah, agree. What, what do you guys think, though, about the whole, like, those hoods those guys were wearing, like, neo-Nazis or... KKK. I'm like, I, I was shocked when I saw it in this type of show. I'm like, this this would probably if this was aired like an American network, like Cartoon Network or something, they probably censor that out. 
No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't think that because there's. I can think of lots of other shows. I mean, I, I I'm remembering other shows where characters have like had the hoods over their heads kind of thing and not necessarily like because they're like their own like I guess elite group or however you want to put it or band of hoodlums remember last podcast podcast, Beatrice you you said you wanted some more actually you mentioned Salem Wish Trials I think this one came very close to mentioning those the Salem yeah that was that was the impression that I got from it. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> I, I will say that in terms of like the 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 outfits, like you guys need like for people who don't know like the history of like the KKK outfit, like there have been like previous like iterate like there like it's kind of similar to the swastika, where before that it was like a Buddhist symbol, but then they took it into like. The, or it was a Sanskrit, not Buddhist. It was a Sanskrit thing, and then they apl- and then when Nazi Germany took it, now suddenly it's like no one can use it anymore because now that's what everyone relates it to. Well, um, the kind of the pointed yeah. hoodie, like mask thing, was initially. I looked this up. It was initially something that you find in Spain. Like there's these two versions of it that you find in Spain that that date back to like ages. They date back way back. So. Just to let people know, like, because this is also, like, a, even though this is, like, looks more like an English school, and they definitely have that kind of, like, KKK-esque type of thing. Like, that's, like, the negativity of it, of their traditions are very KKK-esque. I also will say that just in terms of the visual of the pointed hat, it's not always necessarily the KKK. Just yeah. throwing it out there. Well, I didn't say it was necessarily them. I said it also could have been neo-Nazis or executioners. That's what they, they said. It's like it's supposed to be homage to the executioners yeah, from yeah, ba- way back that. in the yeah. Um, I did think, though, um, it's very interesting. To, Appleton, very interesting type of school. Um, like I said before, this is like the first episode we have Andrew in, in which he's not really the central focus. He's a supporting character. Now, I thought he did a very very well job adjusting to this new role in the series not being front and center like he's like he was in episode six and episode 10 that is true um yeah amanda uh, yeah amanda i'm like thinking of amanda <laughs> um april yes what were you what did you think i don't think we've got did we get your like impression of this episode i don't even know but i really enjoyed this episode a lot of what you said very much touched based on like how i felt about it um i like that you know like uh Akko's like I you know she's still on her mission kind of thing and so I, I like I like that like plot sort of like sprinkled into it but then I like the I like the uh the chemistry between Akko and Amanda and how Amanda's like she's like yeah I'm gonna leave this school like I don't care and Akko's like yeah that's what you said last week like <laughs> like yeah. oh are you, is this gonna be the week that you actually leave like like I really I really enjoyed like that those like small little moments between the two of them and then like there's never anything wrong with an episode where two girls break into the the all guys school or where 
the guys break it to the all girls school or whatever. But I really like I really enjoyed that sort of thing. And like I like that they're looking for the holy grail, like of all of the art, like relics that you could have like gone with. You chose the holy grail. Um, I don't even remember if they explained what it did or what its purpose was. But, like, I was just like, okay, they're just trying to find the Holy Grail. Like, awesome, you know. And then, like, um, really the whole... Yeah, there really was nothing to do with the Holy Grail. Like, it was no purpose. Just Croy just sent them on a wild goose chase. That's pretty much what happened. Yeah, like, that's what it <laughs> felt like. I just thought that was just, like, great. They were just like, yeah, we're going to go find the Holy Grail. And I was like, okay, I guess that's what we're doing. Like, like I like whenever I get to kind of, like, go on this adventure kind of thing. So, um, and I, like, I... Yeah, and I liked the, like, Andrew and, like, the Lewis thing, and I agree, Lewis is super kind of creepy, but, <laughs> but like, Andrew, like, works really well as, like, that sort of, like, secondary kind of, like, character, and I liked him in that role. Like, I liked that we kind of got that, like, Andrew interaction. Like, I don't know what it was about this episode, but I really enjoyed Andrew in it. Um, I wish I could, like, pinpoint what exactly it was, but I enjoyed him. So, and I liked that he was, like... He, he sort of, like, approaches Akko and, like, he's trying to understand her kind of thing. Like, I like, I like that, where, like, everyone's just like, okay, that's Akko. She's crazy. She wants to be, like, chariot. Like, but Andrew's like, okay, well, why? Like, tell me, like, these things and stuff like that. And then you can sort of, t- like, see, like, that internal struggle within him because he's got like all of these like expectations set upon him but he doesn't necessarily want those so i liked that i think andrew's been like nicely developed to this point yeah and andrew like i say he does a very well job like like we talked about in discord we talk about mr cons how they do a good job malvaron and casey maybe not taking like center stage too much and I think Wicked Damon does the same thing with Andrew. He's not, like, taking over the show like some of the characters, male characters on Ruby does. Um, I do find it interesting, you know, as bad as much of a creep that Lewis is, his dad is much worse, probably. His dad is, like, really, like, a creep. And, he, and he's probably worse than Andrew's dad. Probably. Like, that wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. Um, I will say, one the one big thing that did bother me this episode is that they just kind of throw away this thing of like, oh yeah, the Cavendishes are struggling. And it's just like, no, yeah. you don't get to... What does not, that even exactly, mean? <laughs> I'm like, you don't, get to th- you don't get to do this. You don't get to say this and not only not have Diana in it. It's fine if you don't have Diana in it, fine. You don't want to go into it yet, that's fine. But you can't yeah. even have Akko reacting or Amanda reacting to this. They won't go like... Gee, I wonder what's wrong with Diana's family. Or, gee, what's going on with Diana? Like, why can't they just say it? Just say it. Just, why? We just why, don't care. Why are you, why is everybody so, actually, like, like, no expression? Actually, Beatrice, I have to call, like, Ron on that. that Aqua did react. She's like, I wonder what's going on with Diana's family. I wonder if she's okay. Amanda's the only one who really just did not care. She changed the subject quickly. But Aqua definitely was interested in what was going on. With the Cavendish's really? family. I don't remember that. I, like, I, I didn't, didn't see I that. I was going to say, I did not get that at all. <laughs> it's, very, it's, a very brief, it's a very brief moment. It didn't interest me, though. I am interested to see what is up with the Cavendish family. Um, 
April, I guess, since you're the only one who happens to watch the head. What do you think? Theories. What is going on with the Cavendishes? I don't know. Maybe they don't have money. Like, <laughs> that just seems like such a cop-out storyline, though. <laughs> like, they don't have money anymore. Like, oh, no. <laughs> I, I couldn't. I could not even begin to tell you. I was you know just what? like, I oh. You know, I like, thought I, I never got that impression. I was just like, oh, because everyone like regards like has like high regards for them. And they're just like, well, Diana comes from such a elite family. And it's like, OK, like I get that. But like there's not been anything to lead me believe. And then they're like, oh, well, th- they're struggling. And I'm like struggling with what? Like you they have what? too many like gowns. What? I don't know. They can't find enough help for their home? What's going you know, on? Like, you know what? I thought at the time, like, if whatever's wrong with them, I thought maybe the solution they're going to try to fix it is Andrew and Diana engagement. I really, I kind of was thinking they're going the to do that. solution to everything. Yeah. You I have to marry the highest families. Yeah, I, kinda, <laughs> what I want in a weird way. I want, not because I romantically <laughs> different or anything, it's just that that's kind of like quick, maybe drama. And the fact, though, that and Andrew and Diana, they're so like similar, and they they would make actually make very have very good looking children. But I just love the the angst though of what Aku how Aku will react to it. How would she react to having these two people that she knows that she probably knows they don't want to marry each other. They probably they don't love each other like married people are supposed to. What would Akko do? Would she just allow that to well, happen? I mean, yeah, one. We, we don't know. We don't know what yeah, Akko's home I mean, life she is. Might, like, uh, she might have a boyfriend or girlfriend. We don't know. But um, I will. Like I don't know. One, she might be too dense to notice. One and yeah, and two, like I don't know. I just I don't think this is that type of show. I really don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I I just I don't see that like having any kind of effect. I mean. Like, if it was more set up in that way, then yeah, sure, maybe. But it's has like to this point, it hasn't been set up into anything that I can see them turning into a potential issue or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong though, because apparently we've got techno magic now. So, oh, like, you know, those little boxes, those little cubes, like they suck. Yeah. Like, I'll go, I think, well, I think it's I'll go like being like, oh, those again. Oh, well, like, I'm just right? like, like, are you kidding yeah. me? Are you kidding me? Like, we're not putting two and two together. Got it. Cool. Like, uh, yeah, if they, I wish, like, the, at least I wish design, like, like, style-wise, like, artistically, they would have, like, made a little slightly different, like, a slightly different thing to do. Not make it so obvious that this is clearly the technology that Croa, like, introduces. Like, if they would have just made it look slightly different, made it slightly a mystery of what those yeah. boxes were, I would have appreciated it. It seems to me, though, Croy kind of really, kind of got Aku really to trust her fully, but she just said one thing, and that she said something nice about Chariot, and that seems to be all it takes for Aku to just blindly believe in, in, in her, not think anything malice of her, because she said something nice about Chariot, and which I can understand, because Seemingly, every character in the show is always taking shots at Chariot. They're always putting her down. So I I have a theory about that, though. I think it's not necessarily so, and it 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 sort of comes about in like that fifteenth episode because Chariot is very powerful, and I don't think that's ever been like a question. But I think it's one of those things where the like the other witches were sad to see her use her magic in a way that wasn't necessarily like helpful in the community like in the community does that make sense like 
And so, so they felt that all of like, she had all of this great power and everything like that. And she just sort of in their eyes wasted it to, you know, bring entertainment and joy to, you know, not just like witches, but to like anybody. And so I, I think that's probably like my theory as to why they're like, oh, chariot, like the kind of thing is because <laughs> I couldn't think of a better way to express my my emotions than that. But uh, but yeah, that's just like my theory as to why they're so like down on chariot. And I agree. I think that's a I could be wrong. That's a, I feel like that's a very <laughs> solid theory. But I agree with Steve. Like I understand why like Akko like would like trust Kroa because yeah, she is the one person who's actually like not bashed chariot, but at the same time from a viewer's perspective, like, clear, like, I don't know, I'm just like, don't, like, I don't know, like, not just Akko, like, there are other people outside of Akko who have seen yeah. this technology. Like, there are other people who have seen these little cute, like, I don't know, I just feel like, it's just very selective, the things they decide characters to react to, and that's just another reminder of that, and I feel like they could have, like, not, they could have been a lot better at handling this. By just slightly changing the design. But um, any last thoughts before we finish off? Um, I'm just curious how the next episodes are going to go, as always. Because this is not where I thought we would be, like, 17 episodes. <laughs> where, do you think, so, where do you think it's going to go? I could not tell you anymore. I mean... It, are we going to finish the seven words thing? Like, is will Ursula actually reveal herself as Terry? I feel like I'm, like, the ending narration for a, a TV show. Like, does Akko find out Ursula's <laughs> Like, <laughs> will out. Ursula finally defeat her nemesis, Professor C? Find out next time. Like, academia. Academia. Because, like, I couldn't tell you. Like, so maybe that's another reason why I'm frustrated. It's because I have no idea where this show is going. <laughs> All right, and Steve, do you have any last thoughts? Well, we made it through this, through these episodes. I didn't thought we would, but... um. Well, I'm interested to see where, the sec- where this goes with the second half. It's clearly, it's, they're going to try to mix a little bit slice of life and plot. I'm still, fr- I agree with you, Beatrice. I'm frustrated with the lack of Diana, like, being a, doing really anything. Now they're using her. I'm waiting. When is that Aqua Diana adventure going to come? They have teased us a couple of times. <laughs> and I'm like, damn, damn it, let it happen already. And, and also, can Aku just find out Chariot's identity? I mean, I really want her to know. It'd be so cool. And it'd make things so much easier if if Ursula just would tell Akko the truth. I mean, why is she hiding it? Why is <laughs> it make it so much difficult for yourself, girl? Yeah, I can, like, yeah, completely agree. Yeah. Um, that's all I'm going to say. I'm like, I feel like I don't want to say anything about what's to come because I feel like I'd mess that up and spoil it. So I'm just not going to even answer that question. Um, <laughs> all right. But, oh, yeah, because I'm still the person who doesn't know. <laughs> exactly. So, like, Steve does a better, way better job than I do when talking about the future. So I'm, like, just not even going to try and tackle it. But yeah, I do a good job of just trying to just, just trying to pretend like I just see these episodes and also remember what I thought at the time and also just try to like be as vague as possible. 
Yeah, like I, I, I thrive on detail, so best not, best not. So um, find all out all the info on this podcast at OverlyAnimated.com. Join us on Discord to text chat about animation at OverlyAnimated.com slash Discord. Support us via Patreon at Patreon.com slash OverlyAnimated. Thanks to our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Hugh, a.k.a. Hugh Neutron. And thanks, as always, to our Patreon executive producers, John, Ryan, Steve, Alex, and Andy. Thanks for listening, guys, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.